Hello everyone, welcome to the David Francisco show. I hope we're doing good. Let's get the show on the road and... Of course, like, because this setup is different, I'm not doing that thing that I was doing before where I would read the message here but then I would record the show and I couldn't be reading the chat. I'll be reading the chat. We'll keep going back and forth. I got a different setup and I think I'll be able to do this so this will be really cool. Not a happy start today. Um, we had some bad news. Oh, yeah, bad news. Sad news. I think that's the way to say it properly. We had some sad news uh, a few days ago. If you go on the Knucklelocks Facebook page, it was also on the Knucklelocks Instagram stories. I haven't posted on the Knucklelocks Instagram feed. I want to. Just haven't gone around to do it because as you can imagine, this is a very busy week for me. But uh, Oshin Delaney, he was the owner of Knucklelocks, he announced that unfortunately um, Knucklelocks has ceased to exist. Um, it's basically in the post you can see a, a, a good a big breakdown of all the efforts that Oshin has been doing to try and bring the project back up and it's it's very sad um basically for those of you who want to know exactly what happened is that once the pandemic came back the viability of the business model of knucklelox wasn't there anymore uh, knucklelox wants to be a school in central london and unfortunately the rent skyrockets and it's just not possible financially possible to keep this the, the school open as it was there's a lot of Issues of people promising things that weren't already there, and like the, the Facebook post will will break that down even more. It's on Facebook.com/slash/knucklelocksgym, and because Knucklelocks is another profile, and and then you can read the entire story there. I would like to take this opportunity here on the show to give my perspective, and of course I would love to hear yours. If you have any stories about it, anything you'd like to say, any questions, and feel free to leave me a, a voicemail davidfrancisco.net slash voicemail and if you're watching this live you can also leave your comments on the chat we'll be reading them here in a second um it's it breaks my heart <laughs> um it really does knucklelox was uh the um, it was the school that i've always trained here and then it's a big part of my identity and while it wasn't perfect and there's a lot of um definitely dark spots in the history of, of Knucklelocks. It's still very special because such a big part of my life is based on what happened to Knucklelocks. Um, first of all, my development as a wrestler. I remember, it wasn't Knucklelocks yet, but it, it was what eventually became Knucklelocks, and there's a lineage there, so... Um, telling you about my training experience when i came to london one of the reasons why i decided to come to london is because of the progress wrestling school at the time the projo eventually became knucklelocks and i remember thinking after my second session my second training session it happened to be that i never rode the bus in london every time that i was in london it would been a few weeks um it's always been a few days actually it's always been on the underground and I, I, I realized that I'd never uh, been on a bus, so I decided to just hop on the bus, hop on the top of the, the, the red buses in London, sit at the front, and just like have that experience that I never had for the first time, which apparently is the thing. I know someone else that like was really excited, someone else that obviously didn't grow up in London, really excited about like the double-decker buses and riding the double-deckers in front. It's a big deal. If you're from London, it may not be a big deal for you, but trust me that it's kind of a big deal for everyone else. It's a weird experience, especially because... Because you're so high on the bus, 
you can't you don't have like the depth of field necessary to know that to be fair you will see the buses like like in like a triangle like you're on top of the triangle and the bus seems to be fatter than what actually is so you always think the bus is going to crash when you're not used to it at first when it actually doesn't because it's just depth perception and, and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's a ride. It's literally and figuratively a ride. Anyways, I remember sitting there on top of that on that uh, front uh, on the front row of the second the first floor of the bus and by the window, and I remember thinking that I wasn't really good in that class. I definitely wasn't one of the top guys in the class, one of the best students in the class. And I just came from Portugal, where I trained for years and years in Portugal. And in Portugal, I wasn't one of the better guys there. And I remember thinking and, and how excited I was over the fact that I have so much to learn, that I'm going to be exposed to these new opportunities to learn and to get better. And, and I'll be working with people that are better than me. And I'm going to be able to learn from them. And that was so exciting, you know, it was the realization of being a big fish in a small pond. And with the move to London, I became a small fish in a big pond. And that was exciting. That meant that I was going to become a better wrestler. And throughout these years, the, the I think I can say, it's fair to say five years of training at the school that was known as Knuckle Locks. I became a great wrestler. I, I owe a lot of the wrestler that I am to Knucklelox as an entity, as as a place to train, as a place to exchange ideas with other great wrestlers, a place to give me opportunities to just train with so many great people. Right? I trained with um, Chris Hero is is touted as one of the greatest teachers in the world right now. I had a seminar with him. I had a seminar with the current NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I remember having a seminar with Pete Dunne, Will Ospreay, uh, all those, the opportunities to, to sit under their learning tree and, and the ability to then create a relationship with them that still sticks to this day and be able to become better. I'm very thankful to the fact that Knucklelox existed and, and that was there. And another opportunity that Knucklelox gave me was the opportunity to explore the side of being a trainer as well. Knucklelocks gave me the opportunity of grabbing all that knowledge that I collected and paying it forward, giving it to the next, I'm going to call it the next generation, helping the people that were coming in and wanted to start a new journey in wrestling and also those that were already in a journey and that I feel and I obviously I still feel to this day that I have a lot to contribute and um, and I'm just very thankful that I had a chance to uh, hone my claws. I think that would be a good way to put it in training there. I've done, I've had a chance to initiate. Hell, I'm going to have, I, I I can't say that I've initiated her, but I I, I definitely think, and, and I, I believe she would agree that uh, I have a, a big hand in, in her training. Um I'm, and I booked her for my show. I'm talking about Sapphire, right? Sapphire Reed, who came to my beginner sessions and when she was almost at the beginning, at the full beginning of her journey and is now a wrestler that I'm booking on my shows. Uh, there's so many people as well. Even if I didn't initiate them, I, I was able to help, even if just a little bit, shape to become the wrestlers that they are today. And 
Knucklelocks gave me that opportunity and that chance, and I'm extremely thankful for that, and thankful for all the people that I now um, keep in touch with, and even just ask me questions as they do, which which I love to answer and, and help out, because of Knucklelocks, um, it's a very spe special place in my heart, and the third big reason why I love Knucklelocks so much and why it's so hurtful, it's may, and it might be the number one thing, is the people that I've met, the friends that I've met along the way, some of the my greatest friends, some of the big relationships that I have today, by the people that I have um, with, um, that I have, well, a, a relationship with, what can I say? My big friends, the, the people that I deal with every day, um, that I've been through great moments and bad moments with, are people that I've met at Knuckleocks, are my my peers, my friends, my... my Try not to be um, corny with the expressions that I use, you know. This would be the moment where people would put out a my brothers of the ring or the family. And I, I'm I'm not very, I don't agree a lot with terms like that because they have, um, because the connotation they actually have or the way they're used is not the way that we think they normally are. But these are the people that are special in my life. And, and I think... I don't need to, to, to name them. I think everyone can understand a little bit like those relationships that, that I have. And, and I can trace the big majority of the friendships and the relationships that I have with people to Knucklelocks. <laughs> and, and, and now it's gone. It's, uh, it's hard. It's hurtful. I've known about it for a while. Um, and not only that, but I've been helping out as much as I can and following the this process with Oshin. Um, I didn't have a lot, big active role because there was not a lot I could do, but I was just trying to support as much as I could. If nothing else, just so I could be someone to, to talk about stuff with and, and vent. And I know how hard it's been for, for Oshin and Ashlyn to to sort this out. Sorry, Ashin. Ashin and Ashlyn to sort this out. And and they're, they're heroes. They, they've really tried and... It's good to see that there wasn't a lot of people that on the, especially on the Facebook post, there was there was no one that was negative towards it. Everyone was understanding, and honestly, they wouldn't say this about themselves. I understand, but honestly, the amount of time and effort and and, and money, right, and sacrifices that they've done, only because they wanted to keep the school open. There wasn't an intention of profits. There wasn't an intention of, of anything like that. Like and honestly, it was all he needs to do is break even. All he needs to do is just just make sure that the school is open. And they tried and invest so much, and unfortunately, he hit a wall and it wasn't able to, to possible to happen anymore. And that's a shame. But they're heroes, and they should be touted as as, as heroes when it comes to the Knucklelock story. They they stepped forward and. Uh, and made sure that Knucklelocks would continue when it seemed like there was no hope for it. And maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic and the situations that happened that you can read on that Facebook post. I may put it in the description uh, below, uh, a link to it. Um, if it wasn't for them, then the, the last two years, the last three years of Knucklelocks wouldn't be there. So... Very, very, very emotional. Um, uh, the post came out on Sunday... At the same time that I was at the Ref Pro show, and I was I was having um, getting ready to to have my second Ref Pro match um, against honestly one of my favorite Ref Pro wrestlers right now, Yotasuji, um, and um, so it was very 
it was a mix of emotions that I was feeling backstage because I read the the post while I was backstage. I think he came out before the show or during the show. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's very emotional. Um, where things like this break, other things will flourish, right? Um, this doesn't mean that there's no training in London whatsoever. Of course there is. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there will be other projects that will step in into the void that Knuckle Locks is unfortunately leaving open right now, but it still feels like the end of the chapter, uh, a bit of the end of an era. <laughs> Can I use that? And, um, and I look back, um, mostly I look back at Knuckle Locks with very fond memories of all the times that I spent there, the good and the bad. <laughs> And um, a lot of lessons that were learned in so many things when it comes to Knuckle Locks. And just grateful, just grateful for a lot of it. Grateful, grateful to uh, the people that made Knuckle Locks what it was. Grateful to the people that uh, created and maintained it and put an effort for it to exist. Grateful for the opportunity to make my name as a trainer. Grateful for the opportunity to learn and become better as a wrestler. Grateful for the opportunity of having all that time where whenever I wanted to, I could just, I had the key. I could just step through a door and be in a ring and do the one thing that makes me happy in life. Knuckle Ox will be sorely missed. And, um, and if you've ever been a part of Knuckle Ox, from the people that gave it a go and tried it, and even those that came to see the, the students' shows that we had, all the way to Oshin, who was carrying it and maintaining it. Um, I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you for, for the effort and uh, all that you did. Knuckle Locks will be missed. And, um, and yeah, uh, we'll see what the future holds. But, but yeah, uh, not a lot to say. <laughs> Not a lot to say on that. Just, just thank you for everything. Uh, if you've, if you've ever cared about Knucklelocks in one way or another, thank you, thank you. Today's show is sponsored by the Dave Francisco Patreon. Uh, on January first, twenty twenty one, Dave Francisco. That's myself. I'm, I'm talking myself about myself in a third person. Um, I'm launching a Patreon. I have a few ideas for that, a few uh, pieces for exclusive content and uh, being able to see pieces of content before everyone else. Uh, I'm going to use that. It's going to be a great way to support me and uh, just keep your eyes out. I'll be announcing more details on it, including tiers and uh, what is gonna, what's they're going to be uh, throughout December. And uh, the Patreon will launch on January 1st, 2022. If you ever wanted to show me some support, then that's a very good way of doing it. Also... I said 2022, Carl. Come on. <laughs> also sponsored by David Francisco Merch. DavidFrancisco.net slash... What's this time? <laughs> DavidFrancisco.net slash merch is where you can get things like this beautiful hoodie that I'm wearing right now. FRN t-shirts. Pepsi t-shirts. Alan t-shirts. Come here, Alan. <laughs> A beautiful new signed uh, picture that uh, that is out already. And I, I'm going to order them. And uh, it's another great way for you to support me if you want to show some support. Get some merch, some FRN merch, davefrancisco.net slash merch. That'd be great.
Right, uh, so yeah, I, was, I mentioned earlier that this weekend I was at RefPro. Last weekend I was at RefPro, I was able to come back after making my debut for RefPro as a contender on the 229 a uh, month ago on this year's, two, on this month's 229 I return to face Lucian Phillips and Yotasuji. I am very happy with that match. I'm very excited for you guys to be able to watch that match pretty soon. I'm sure it's going to hit um, the Ref Pro on demand at any point. Did you watch that match? Do you have any thoughts on it? Send me a voicemail. That'd be great. And, um, and that was really cool. It was cool to, to do. So obviously as a contender, it's a bit different because this is a great way to describe it and really understand. helps me understand the role that I'm playing there at Ref Pro. I am not there to try and win matches. I am there to test myself. You know, so Lucian Phillips and Yotasuji are are well, they're big names, the ref pro, right? And I get to be going there almost as an unknown to that audience and test myself, and that's pretty cool. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity to continue to do it. Also, being a contender gives you front row seats to the ref pro shows. The York Call Show was incredible. There's going to be another one this Sunday at Southampton. I don't know if I'm going to be wrestling or not. So I think. I'll find out pretty soon. I'll be ready to wrestle if needed. But if not, it's still going to be an incredible show. And I'm I'm going to be there. RefPro has announced their dates that in 2022, on the first Sunday of the month, except on uh, uh, the January one, I think on that one it's the second Sunday of the month, they will be every month on the 229. And uh, yes, I will be there, if nothing else, as my as uh, fulfilling my contender duties. They've also announced that on uh, January 29. I think that's the date, January 29. I hope I got it right. RefPro returns to your call. Main event is Michael Oku versus Will Ospreay for the British Heavyweight Championship. Sorry, the undisputed British Heavyweight Championship. Those are a few of the dates for RefPro there. I should be wrestling for some of those shows, so check them out. It's revolutionprowrestling.com if you want to see all the dates there. Let's talk about this weekend, though. This weekend is going to be big. Big things coming this weekend. Of course, we'll be talking about it here. Um, as you know, if you don't know this, I'm doing this live uh, as well in a chat. And the chat is very excited about the purpose. It's going to happen this Friday. If you're listening to this on the podcast tomorrow, maybe you will listen to this <laughs> afterwards. So it's Friday, the 10th of December. We're back. Um, I'm looking at the ticket sales and uh, I think it's going to be a very fun crowd. A very enjoyable crowd. Um, and... And I'm going to be in the main event. Yes, after the hideous, horrible attack by Destination Everywhere at the end of the last show. We challenged them for a four-on-four. They've accepted it. And it's finally going to happen. Unfortunately, due to travel restrictions, Doug Williams is not going to be able to be a part of our team. Myself, Jordan Brakes, Nino Bryan, and Doug Williams versus Destination Everywhere. But we're going to have a special partner. We're going to have... A surprise partner. All we can say is... Destination everywhere. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Can't wait. It's going to be really fun. And... um, Besides that... RJ Singh and Jordan Saeed... They have a team name. I'm not going to say what it is. You'll find that on Friday. Against Lynch and Armstrong. That finally comes to a head... Sapphire Reed, we've talked about her here, will face Ava White. Nico Angelo will face Billy Hayes in uh, what I think is going to be a show stealer. 
trying to think of the matches in case you can't tell. Lori Di Matteo will face Kira Kamira, and to replace LK Mezinger, Elijah joins with or teams with Sky Smith and a, a partner they chose, they recruited to the team to face Oli Peace and the debuting Jay Alexander. It's gonna be an incredible card. Who's part of the destination everywhere? asks Alex Price here on the chat. It's the LGMO, Connor Mills, and Charlie Carter and Ocean Delaney, the NIC. They are destination everywhere. It's gonna be a very fun show. It's this Friday. Two days from now, tickets are very limited. There's like um, less than 15 tickets available, if I'm not mistaken. And if you want to get them, PurposeWrestling.com is where you can find all the information about this show. Or if you get to miss this show, the next few shows, we've announced all dates for 2022. Next one will be in uh, February 9, I think. It's all information is going to be there on the website, I promise. The day after, I'll be wrestling in uh, Long Ditton, Southwest London. Um, for South London Wrestling, it's a charity event, an event for to help support the Red Cross. And uh, I will finally have a one-on-one -on -one match with the OGMO. We've only faced one-on-one uh, -on -one in a singles. We've only faced in a singles once. And it was when I cashed in my briefcase to win the Battle Pro Championship. And to be fair, that match was 13 seconds. I don't think it really counts. This is actually the first time that we're going to have a singles one-on-one -on -one match. And I'm very much looking forward to it. It'll be on Saturday in Long Ditton. Um, I... Um, uh, Kyle is asking here in the chat. Uh, I might cheer you because I'm unsure if you're a naughty or nice that day. Uh, I think you'll find pretty quickly that uh, Santa Claus doesn't have me on his nice list when it comes to my actions South London wrestling. It's going to be very fun. Find information, their information on Instagram. I think they had like three tickets left or something. And uh, they're running out quickly. So check them out. It would be great to have you there. Very excited for that. And then on Sunday, as I said, Ref Pro Southampton, I'll be there. It's going to be a big weekend of action. And I will be vlogging it. And I'm going to put it out. I promise. I promise it will happen. Are you going to be in one of those shows? Were you at one of those shows? Do you want to send me a voicemail after you are in those shows? I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know what you think. The best way, if you want to be a part of the show, thefrancisco.net slash voicemail. You can send me a voicemail and I'll be able to hear it here in the, the show. I'll be able to do it here. Right, let's listen to some voicemail. Woohoo! David, you little dinlo. I'm giving you the opportunity to tell the world and all your viewers how great I am. You can use this little phrase if you wish. Tateness is greatness. What did he call me? Could someone type, could Ooh. someone like spell what he called me? David, you little Dinlo. Dinlo? What's a Dinlo? What did he call me? That's dash space state Mayfair's dash space, by the way. The Joey Essex lookalike, says Carl Parrish. Joey Essex doesn't deserve that, come on. Dinlo. What's Dinlo? I just googled Dinlo the way you typed it, Mark. And it comes up with no W at the end. D-I-N-L-O. Dinlo. Dinlo. I'm saying it properly, apparently. Dinlo. Noun. Dinlo. Oh, there's W there as well. I guess it's both ways. A foolish or stupid person. Huh. I mean, 
I did allow a platform for Tate Mayfair to send me a voice note, Doc Loud. Of course, I can come across as a Dinlo. Why would I want to expose Tate Mayfair to... I'm sorry, yeah, why would I want to expose my, my fans to Tate Mayfair like this? Um... Basically, the question for those who don't remember, since we talked about it a lot, is how you how about you take this opportunity to tell everyone how good I am? And then he gave me his catchphrase. Tate, this is greatness. Tate, you're as good as your catchphrase, and that is you're not that good. Okay? Let's break down this catchphrase right here. Tateness is greatness, right? We all know what greatness means. Sure, greatness may be subjective, but there's a pool of greatness, and we all, one way or another, drink from that pool, or, or we, we go and, and collect what our own definitions of greatness are from that pool of, of concepts that can be considered greatness, right? Is, I don't have to break down is, I think everyone here can understand what is, is. Tateness, though. What the hell is tightness? What is tightness, state? You're hiding behind this word that you came up with, this rhyme that you use with a great, it's great form, sure, but it's no substance. That's how good you are, Tate Mayfers. Great form, no substance. This pool that people drink the concepts of greatness from, you're not in it. You're not swimming in it. Why would I have to say how good you are, having in mind that you do that yourself, apparently? Coming in on other people's shows and making it about yourself. This isn't the Tate Mayfair show. This is the David Francisco show. And we're loving the David Francisco show. Everyone is. Ask them. On my chat. I did. I literally made a question. <laughs> as I'm recording this show. As you're listening to this. Enjoying today's format of the show? 100% said yes. 100% said yes. That's Tate Mayfair. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Um... I thought it could be a good contribution to the show, but I guess he wasn't. Let's listen to the next voicemail. Hi, David. I've always thought that you're a really interesting character with many different layers. So my question is, what would you say is the one thing that you do as a professional wrestler that no other wrestler in the world does? This is a layered question. But I got an answer. Um... I'm a layered character with a lot of facets. Sure, I, I, I try to stay as true to myself as possible, having in mind all the roles, figuratively and, figuratively and literally, that I'm playing around, right? Um, but it's so easy to come out here and be like, oh, I am really good on the microphone, which I am. Or, oh, I am really good at this that we're doing right now, you know, using the new concepts of 2021 to be able to reach my audience, reach my fans easier, right? Or I am really, really good at striking and brawling in the ring, which I am. Or I am really, really good at throwing people around. But one, there will always be people that are as good or better than me, either right now or in history. And that's normal, right? It's not about being really good or bad at one thing. It's about the combination of the things that you're good at, right? I'm going to come back to this point in a second. And and two, you can't reinvent the wheel. 
everything in wrestling has been done before. Wrestling is wrestling, and to try and reinvent it too much can be a mistake. And I think that people that try to have something that no one has ever done, something that really sets them apart from everyone else, besides being the top or one of the tops in a certain category that already exists, but when they try to be really unique, when we try to go for this uniqueness, we lose sense of where we started from in the first place. The, the trap on trying to look for that uniqueness is that you then become so unique that you stop being wrestling. But the combination of the things, that's what makes us us. So the answer to this question is, Cal, the thing that I can do so good in wrestling that no one else can do is being David Francisco. Now, I know that sounds poetic. I know it sounds like I'm. it's a bit of a cop-out, but it's not. It's the truth. It's what I'm really good at. It's like you're really good at being Kyle Parrish. A pun-loving, chicken, plastic chicken-obsessed dude. Yeah. Hope that answers your question. Kyle left another voice note that I'm going to save for next week as, uh, as we go. I got one more here to listen here. Lose as much as Ben. I don't understand what you meant by this, Ben. Uh, and yeah, having a plastic chicken does set me apart from everyone else. I don't think there's another wrestler that has a plastic chicken like I do. Hi, David. How's it going? A big fan of the show. Uh, just wondering, where do you see yourself in purpose wrestling uh, and just yourself as a wrestler in five years' time? Thanks, mate. This is really cool. I think this is really cool, right? Uh, we're getting a message from the other side of the world. There was no name here. Uh, it was left as anonymous. But I think it's... it's. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really good with accents, but I believe it's Australian. Um, and it's either someone from Australia that is, like, living here. Or, allow me to, to dream, right? Allow me to think this. The David Francisco show has been, been heard in Australia, in the other side of the world. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for leaving this message, whoever you are. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, where do I see purpose in five years? And where do I see myself in five years? Uh, I'll start with myself. Uh, I see myself as a full-time professional wrestler. One of the biggest stars in the world. Fans around the globe. My name being talked about. Everyone that cares a little bit about pro wrestling. Yeah, that's where I see myself. As for purpose, it depends. Uh, I am being very cautious about where I want to take it because I don't want to be... Um, I don't want to put the cart in front of the horses. Is that how you would say this expression? Something like that. Um, I am very... I'm, I'm dealing with the growth of purpose wrestling. I'm dealing with it in a very reactionary way. Um, I don't want to actively try to make it something that the market isn't ready for. If by running the shows, I can see that the market only wants the Merton Arts space every two months, then that's what pro uh, purpose will be. If by running the shows, I can see that the demand is going higher and people want more, then I will dig in and try to do more with that, right? Um, I am. Uh, I think the answer to that, where I see purpose, it depends on when the audience we were on uh, 
wants to see purpose uh, in five years. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Who knows how it will fit in what my life is going to be even in two years, let alone five years. Purpose started as a place to for me to wrestle and for the people that I that I like and that I want to give opportunities to to wrestle. Um, it would either be me doing the, that show or probably no one doing it. So I want the show to exist. I'll make sure it does. Yeah, that's how I'm approaching the growth of purpose there. So yeah, hope that answers your question. Thanks for sending him in. If you want to send in your voicemail, you can do it davidfrancisco.net/voicemail. Links to send will be in the description of this episode right here. That's the show. That's the Dave Francisco show for today. Thank you very much for being there on that side and listening. I appreciate it. And watching. I appreciate it. We will be back next uh, Thursday. Or if you want to watch it live, the Dave Francisco show is live on Wednesdays uh, after 7 o'clock on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Francisco underscore one. Or of course, on your favorite platform of podcasting. Or you can also watch the show on YouTube. Keep your eye out. I appreciate you being there. If you want to be a part of it, the best way is to send your voicemail in. DaveFrancisco.net slash voicemail. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Cool.